before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Heisman Trophy uh, is coming up on Saturday. We're going to be seeing who's uh, the, the newest name. Uh, Caleb Williams, of course, won the award last year. He didn't get the invite, of course, after uh, USC struggled a little bit down the stretch. Not Caleb Williams, but USC. Uh, his group, I guess, or his, his, his bid lost a little bit of steam. But uh, one person who didn't lose steam is Jaden Daniels, who, uh, of course, he is the runaway favorite for the award right now, Abe. He had one of the most prolific seasons in college football history, especially in SEC history. 4,946 yards, 50 touchdowns. Only other player to throw for 3,500 yards and run for another 1,000, Johnny Menzel. He won the Heisman Trophy. One of only five players to account for 50-plus touchdowns in a season in the SEC. He joins Joe Burrow, who had 63, which is just unbelievable. Tim Tebow had 55, Cam Newton had 51, and Bryce Young had 50. You know all those guys had in common? They won Heisman trophies. So I think Jaden Daniels is truthfully the, the runaway favorite for this. I mean, I think he won the award when he played Florida. Your, your Florida Gators, man, that was a brutal game for Florida. It was a pretty great game for Jaden Daniels, who had 606 yards of offense by himself. I mean, we talked about we talk about football teams having great days when they have 600 yards, much less a single player who had 600 yards of offense by himself. Jaden Daniels, that's the kind of season he's had. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. You almost wonder what his numbers would have been if his team wasn't so deficient uh, on the other side of the ball, if he didn't have to put up those sure. sorts of numbers, but oddly enough to win games, he kind of had to go bananas every single week. And he did. Uh, and, and look, a big credit to uh, Thomas and neighbors, uh, his top two receiving threats there. Uh, they're a large reason that he's headed to New York uh, on Saturday night. And, and it was an incredible season. You, you talked about the stats, the numbers uh, you've seen him climbing up draft boards in, into a potential top 10 slot yeah. uh, based on what he did this season. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the guys. And you mentioned a, a number of these quarterbacks have been transfers. But I don't think anyone saw this coming from him when he came over uh, from the Pac-12 into the SEC. And certainly, he was good last year. Uh, he was effective last year. He was dangerous. Um, but, but we didn't see this sort of uh, performance necessarily coming from him. And it's been... An incredible repeat effort, even despite a couple of losses from the LSU team. I, I look, I think he's the most exciting player uh, that I saw on the field. I, I think um, certainly you question the talent around him. And, and you know, if he had, I, I think Neighbors and Thomas are two of the best receiving, probably the best receiving duo in, in the country. And that certainly helps you throw out the stats that you had. But man, the big stage. Uh, even in that Alabama game, before he got knocked out, he was playing a he heck of a yeah. game in that one. And who knows what happens if he doesn't leave due to injury. So, uh, look, you say he, you, you think maybe he won it, um, you know, against Florida with his performance. And that was yeah. a heck of a performance that he had. But I actually think it was a lot closer. Uh, now, I do think he wins the Heisman come Saturday night. But uh, I think we were waiting until Friday and the Pac-12 championship game and how that played out before we decided who becomes two and three or, or potentially who I'll, I'll tell you what, man, if Bo Nix had won that game, uh, I think the voting for this gets very, very interesting. 
Um, but because Penix uh, took him out, and uh, obviously we're talking about the whole team, Washington versus Oregon. Sure. But in, in this discussion, because Penix and Knicks are both Heisman Winning finalists, here, yeah. we're, we're going to talk about one versus the other. Um, it, Penix takes out Knicks, and, and it clears the path for Daniels. Uh, and, and I don't think it'll be a runaway. Uh, I, I think people still pay respect to what uh, has gone down the rest of the season for these other guys. Um, but I, I do think Jane Daniels wins it. And, and I do think that's probably the right call um, with respect to what the other guys have done and how much their teams have won. Um, I don't think any of those guys had a season the way that Jane Daniels was. And it was kind of flipped, wasn't it? Right. Like Michael Penix came out. 450 yards, five touchdowns. It seemed like every week for the first month of the season, he slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. right as Jane Daniels was heating up. Cause he started off a little bit slow, obviously did not have a good game in that opener uh, in the loss there at Florida state. Uh, but but you, know, you kind of buried him, maybe stopped paying attention. Then you started to see the numbers really rack up five more touchdowns, six yeah. more touchdowns, 200 yards rushing, 150 rushing 300. Pass- I mean, it, it just snowballed from there into week, uh, week in and week out, he was having just big time performances uh, that has got him not only to the stage on Saturday night for the Heisman, um, but in in your opinion, my opinion, picking up that 25 pound trophy when all said and done. Yeah. And and you say winning is important. Of course, winning is extremely important. Uh, they're nine and three this season. LSU is, of course, they're ranked in the top 15. That's going to help at least a little bit. Um, but he would have the worst record for a Heisman Trophy winner since RG3 mm-hmm. won the award back in 2011. And one thing that is consistent, I actually pulled this up while we were talking, um, going back to 2014, since the formation of the college football playoff, the winner of the Heisman Trophy has played in the college football playoff every year except for two. Uh, one was last year with Caleb Williams, and the other one was Lamar Jackson in 2016. So very consistently, you see these guys who are playing at this level win and like that's a super important aspect for this and maybe that's just because voters see them the most or and maybe it's just the fact that you have national television and that's just the way things are because the teams that are winning generally are put on the big screen you know so you see the best players on the best teams and that's how most of these guys get their invites and uh look Jaden Daniels is here because he's Superman he was Superman for LSU all season I thought that he's done pretty much everything in his power to will LSU here. And you talked about how his numbers improved game by game as the season went along. And I think that's just more of just a factor of LSU realizing that if they're going to have any chance, it's coming on the legs or the arm of Jaden Daniels. And of course, like you said, Malik neighbors, having him, I think is the, the favorite to win the Blitnikoff. Uh, having him on your team really does help. But look, at the end of the day, he led all quarterbacks nationally in passing touchdowns, which he tied with Bo Nix. Pass yards per attempt, rush yards, rush average, total offense, uh, touchdowns responsible for. I mean, if you want a stats award, Jaden Daniels is your guy, you know? And I think at the end of the day, it's like RG3, like like a lot of these dudes, like when guys are on not as winning teams, generally speaking, it's because there isn't a clear other dude. And I think this is sort of where Jaden Daniels has benefited from the fact that you have two guys in the Pac-12 who kind of, like beat each other up, if you will. Bo Nix, of course, had one of the most efficient seasons in, in FBS history, really. 77% of his passes were completed, which is just an astounding number. I mean, it, it, it's not even like they were checkdowns either. He was throwing the ball down the field. He was just completing the ball at a very high clip, and he's the biggest reason why 
Oregon was really able to find a lot of success. And the same thing can be said about Michael Penix. I mean, those two good dudes are the, the, the lifeblood of those programs who played for a Pac-12 title game. But of course, Michael Penix, I mean, he follows Kalen DeBoer, his offensive coordinator at Indiana, over to Washington. And, and those two just changed the entire trajectory of what Washington football was and could be. And of course, he is the only person of this Final Four that is playing in a college football playoff. So I know that that's probably going to weigh on the minds of some of these voters, at least a little bit. Um, so I think he's probably going to be your runner up. He was very much so the run the runaway favorite for much of the season. I, I think that sort of trended backwards, I think, as the season went along. And I think he got banged up a little bit. Uh, but look, he's 23 and two as a starter. He's honestly the biggest reason why they were in a lot of these football games and won a lot of them by just a single score. It's just Michael Penix willing them to victory. And I think that might be enough to get him into consideration to win the award. I don't think it's going to be enough, though, because the stats for Jaden Daniels are just so mind-numbingly good. Yeah, the the race for second is almost more interesting to me than who's finishing first. Uh, I, I do think this is Jaden Daniels by a comfortable margin. Yeah. I actually think Bo Nix did have a shot to win it uh, until they lost to, to Washington in the Pac-12 title game. And obviously, it depends when people turn in their votes and how early stuff like that. I will be very interested to see, and I do think the mindset is that Michael Penix will finish second, and obviously that would be based on people holding their vote until after the Pac-12 championship game. It's going to be very interesting to see, one, how those two Pac-12 West Coast quarterbacks are splitting votes. Um, I have no doubt in my mind Bryce, uh, excuse me, Bryce, uh, Bo Nix was running uh, either first or second until Friday night's loss. Um, Did that loss jump Penix so far? And it's really not jumping Penix as it is taking away votes from Bo Nix. Did it drop him so far that he actually finishes third uh, in this vote? It's going to be very interesting to me to see. It. And then, look, you look at at Penix and and the return of Jalen McMillan these last couple of games and what that did for the Washington offense. Mm-hmm. And and he missed seven or eight games, however many it was. I don't, I don't think he played in October uh uh at all and then came back in late or mid or late november so maybe just six games whatever the number was uh what would Penix's numbers have been if mcmillan were there to run alongside of dunze um but an outstanding season by the team uh he got off to a crazy hot start it's always going to be difficult to maintain like those like five touchdown 450 yard yeah. performances um you get more tape people get an understanding what the the team is doing on offense plays you like to run, et cetera, et cetera. We saw that happen to Bo Nix a little bit as well. He had some of those numbers, and that fell off. You relied on the run game uh, for Oregon a little bit, stuff like that. So it was always going to be difficult to maintain some of those numbers. But outstanding seasons had by both of those guys, Nix and Penix. Um, And, boy, I I really don't know who's finishing second. Like, I don't have a great lean. Uh, To me, it was very clearly – uh, Bo Nix until uh, until Panics in Washington headed to Las Vegas and took him out for the second time this season. And, and now I really don't know who's finishing second. I feel pretty comfortable saying that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to finish uh, fourth out of the four who will be in attendance. Um, but your guess is as good as mine for second place. I, I do lean with what you had presented. I, I do lean with Michael Penix actually jumping Bo Nix uh, and finishing second, but I wouldn't be surprised if if he was able to hold on uh, despite his second loss head to head. And Abe, I really, 
I, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, but I don't know why Marvin Harrison Jr. was invited to this event. Yeah, I, I, really I, I understand why, and there's no shot of him winning it. And at that point, like, why are, why are you invite him? I, I get that. He's the best player in the country. And I know statistics are not necessarily sure. uh, the leading factor there. The same way we talked about Brock Bowers. Um, and look, Brock just simply missed too many games due to injury. Um, and, and you're dealing with votes and you're dealing with like, you have to get enough points and votes mm-hmm. to even get invited. He was fourth. The votes he's getting is because he's the best receiver in the country. Um, and outside of Jaden Daniels, no one really ran away from, uh, the field with, with other quarterbacking performances. I think they're right to have Knicks and Penix there, but I understand why Harrison's there. Uh, he he was until the end of the season when they finally finished uh, figured out their run game a large portion of just the entire offense. He was the uh, offense. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and uh, I I think it's both like a kind of a dual because they do this sometimes. They did it with Stetson Bennett uh, a year ago to an extent. Uh, it is partially a, a career recognition um, that they invite you uh, or, or that people are voting for you in the first place. But also, you are the best player, uh, the best player on offense in the country. Um, chances are, and, and maybe look, if you were doing a fantasy draft, maybe you do take Jaden Daniels, but like you're, you're probably taking Marvin Harrison before you take Knicks or, or Penix. If you're doing a college fantasy draft huh. from scratch and, and, and there might be other quarterbacks, you know, fantasy, we're not getting into that, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. He's not going to win it. Uh, I do think it is a, a best player at your position type of, of, uh, honor. Sure. And, and so. Uh, I, I think that's why they're bringing him along. I think that makes pretty good sense to me, truth truth be told. Um, I, I understand it. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think anybody's necessarily – I just I'm don't understand why you feel you but, have to have four, though. Stetson wasn't winning it a year ago well, either. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And, and I'm never going to complain about somebody getting an invite to, to New York. Sure, I think it's an not, incredible yeah. honor, and I think it's awesome. Uh, and it's college football. College football is there to be celebrated. And I think the, the more celebration that we can do around this sport is good. And don't take it – I don't want anybody out there to be taking that as me taking a shot at Marvin Harrison Jr. or anything either. I'm I'm not. I fully understand how talented of a football player he is. I've said it on this podcast many, many times. Um, but look, I mean, the stats aren't really there. So he's an important person to, to what Ohio State wants to do. I mean, notably, he's the first Ohio State receiver to have back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in school history, which is interesting to me given the amount of incredible players that have come out of that school. But um, – yeah, I mean, look, he's a great player, but you talk about how people might have submitted their votes a little too early. The last thing I want to say about this, uh, I want to go over some snubs of people who I think could have been invited. And I understand why this individual was not invited because of the way that he started this season. I mean, hell, he got benched. How many Heisman people, how many invitees to New York were benched at one point their season that they got invited? Not many. Jalen Milrow is the number one reason why Alabama is playing in a college football playoff. If you talk about the importance of a Heisman winner to a team, Jalen Milrow pretty much embodies what a Heisman trophy winner is and should be right. So uh, as far as if you're going to invite a fifth person, why wouldn't it be Jalen Milrow? Yeah, I I understand what you're getting at in in the trend of his season, certainly, but it, it was so down for so long early in the season um, and, and look, they're going in, in order of votes. It's not no, no, recently it. biased. And so, um, I get what you're saying. And I know he kind of like, I'm assuming jokingly when they beat Auburn, uh, talked about the Heisman, 
Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, he was, it's a situation where if he had played like that games eight through 12 slash 13, if you count the, if he played like that all season, he would be there. Um, and he would be in the discussion with Jaden mm-hmm. Daniels, but it, 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 look, you play the way you did your offense sputters the way it does. Um, and, and I understand why he's not there, but uh, he had a heck of a season and, and he probably Garrett, uh, and I haven't looked at numbers. I haven't looked at odds for 2024. He probably returns as the leading Heisman favorite uh, for 2024. 